Hello, 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 and welcome to another of my podcast episodes. You are now tuned in to WDGS 333 on your podcast station. My, oh, my, oh, my, on this terrific, truthful Tuesday. That's what I'm going to call this today, the terrific, truthful Tuesday. You know, when I woke up this morning, well, let me rewind and say, when God woke me up this morning and he tapped me and said, wake up, Alfredo. I looked at the time and I said, oh, it's 7.30. And normally, I'm generally up at 5, generally at 5 to get on the prayer line. But this morning, I tell you, God just continued to let my body remain in a restful and sleepful state. And perhaps because, you know, last night I fell asleep a little earlier. And then God woke me up. He was tapping out on my my uh, body and making sure that, you know, my oxygen kept me alive. And then when he tapped me, I heard somebody else tapping. I said, is that somebody at my door, my window? <laughs> I knew I heard someone knocking. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm trying to get my throat a little clear this morning. Okay, here it comes. It's clearing up. Um, and so I answered, and it was uh it was uh one of my daughters, and she came to bring me an early birthday gift because she 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 was off. So she said, Mother, I call you five times. And I FaceTime you. So I said, well, call my phone. Let me see where it is. Because I didn't even remember it per se. I knew I had it when I laid down. So anywho, she called. And what apparently had happened, because she, I guess she called so many times. And I had it sitting on a little cradle. That each time she called and it moved until it fell off the, the table next to the bed. So I got the phone and I looked at it and I said, girl, you sure did. And you know what? God began to remind me that even then, sometime when we were in a sleep state, we can't hear. We're not consciously aware of what's going on around us. And it will take God to tap us and alert us to make sure. This is why it's important It's so important to position and prepare yourself for whatever may come to be in the course of the day and in the middle of the night. Amen. Amen. On this terrific, uh, truthful Tuesday, man, do I have a word, a word, a word from God from you. Who do I have a word? So I said this morning, you know, when God tapped me in, said, get up. I said, Lord, what's the word for today? today, today, today. And he said, well, every day is terrific. You know, today is Tuesday and how blessed people can be when they understand the truth. So God said, today will be terrific, truthful Tuesday. Amen. Amen. Now, before I want to get into this real quick, and I do want to kind of run it through quick because I actually sat here and I I searched some scriptures this morning and, and I continue to give thanks, give thanks, oh God, on this terrific Tuesday. I'm still thankful every day because I sat here and I got to tell you all this part of my testimony. 
and I was sitting here and I began to just, you know, footnote some things and reference some things and define words, you know, that's just, that just, just pumps my adrenaline to get to flowing in the day. That's why I like the prayer line early in the morning. You know, it's a beautiful thing, according to the Bible, when God says that seek him early every morning, it just tends to set the atmosphere for the structure of my day. And then I always feel good because I've rendered I've rendered, I've rendered to God some prayer time, some supplication because I'm positioned to do that because and also he woke me up this morning. You know, and I'm not going to say I'm just doing it because I'm I'm not hitting somebody time clock because I'm going to tell you the honest truth. When I was hitting the time clock, I got up at 6 o'clock every morning. I had to be to work at 9, but it was imperative for me I had to lay there from 6 to 7 to pray myself up out the bed. I don't know how many of you all have ever done that. But see, I'm going to tell the truth. Because that's what today is all about. Terrific Truthful Tuesday. I would lay there some mornings and I tell you, I would literally have to pray myself to get up. I said, God, oh God, I don't feel like going to that job today. Lord, give me the strength. That's what I used to pray, Lord, give me the strength to get up. Getting dressed wasn't the part. That was the easy part. But after you get dressed and you get to that office, oh, my God. And sometimes the things and the challenges that I knew would await me and be already there, sometimes they would be parked in the parking lot when I pulled up to the office. And I say, oh, God, give me strength. Because you don't know how these different personalities will come at you throughout the day. But I would lay there and I would pray and I would tell God to give me that strength. I said, Lord, just give me the strength to make it one more day, especially when it was hump day <laughs> on Wednesdays or on Mondays. Ooh, Mondays was really, ooh, I really had to pray. And I used to start, and then I said, Lord, if I could just lay here and just talk to you and just commune with you. And God said, No, you gotta get on up, Alfreda, and, and go and go and go fry the bacon. So okay, I get up, and then I always kept my Bible in my my master bathroom so that when I went in for my morning absolutions, I could always receive a word from God. And God had instructed me that whatever scriptures that he would give me to read that morning, those were the scriptures that I was supposed to incorporate in my character and conduct throughout the day. Woo! I hope somebody got that. See, a word from God in the morning is just not by happenstance. You know, it's just not something like an accident. Oops! And it happened. A word from God every morning is to usher and walk with you and talk with you throughout the day to help develop your character in a Christ-like manner. Oh, my God. I hope you got that. See, and that's what I used to even incorporate even with my children. I remember one year they were in elementary school and and, and there were some challenges in the transition because it was predominantly Caucasian. And uh, 
And one of my daughters, well, the baby girl, she was challenged by people anyway, just speaking to her. It like it just was very sensitive and she became emotionally to tears. So, you know, I had to pray and incorporate different things, how God can help me deliver her. So I remember uh, assigning them some fruits of the spirit because they used to read from a little, I have a little box. I still have that little box with scriptures. And then on the other side, it would explain the scripture. So they would read the scripture and then they would flip it over to read the meaning. But anyway, one particular season, I gave them fruits of the spirit. And each fruit, love, joy, patience, meekness, gentleness, kindness, self-control. These fruits I incorporated and said, okay, well, pick which fruit you're going to take to school with you today. And see, in the morning, in the morning, it's something about our freshness and our alert before we get too stirred up and engaged with other people. And that's why I've had to condition myself that I don't really like to embrace the first thing in the morning and the last thing at night before I lay down is somebody in my ear with their issues. Now, let me just say this, because I work for Jesus. I am not Jesus. So, sometimes people got issues. Like, people miss the quote, I think. Not misquote, but, you know, they they isolate the the person, the woman in the Bible with the issue of blood. And I'm going to try not to get too far off track, but I'm going to make a point right here. This lady had an issue of blood, the Bible said, for 15 years. In the course, in the span of 15 years, she carried this same issue that agitated and irritated her, I'm sure. Especially if she dealt with it every single day of her 15 years. And sometimes we allow people to incorporate themselves in our day-to-day life with their own issues. I want somebody to understand. (laughs) With their issues for so many years. And we don't realize it is not us that can heal them from those issues. It is the Christ. That's why sometimes people need to receive Christ as he's passing by. When you get to a place in your life where you feel the spirit of the Lord and you know that the Lord is moving in your life, you it, it becomes, behooves you as like an urgency. You need to mind who you entangle with, what you entangle with to set you back off your center. Because I'm going to tell you something. People can really disfocus you. Hear me. People can really distract you, disfocus you, and get you off your center with Christ. And when that happens sometimes, you will find yourself like I have done for an entire year. And say, oh, I wanted to accomplish this. You know how we make those New Year resolutions. And it's it's okay. Because sometimes Christ gives us the power that when people come with their issues, you know, we can be an aid to their healing. But when God done had you to go over and over and over and over with a person with an issue for three years. And if, you know, they don't grab a hold of Christ. Like I say, you know. I work for Jesus. I'm not Jesus, but I work for him and I work under the capacity of his training. Oh my God. Just like you do an employer. That's how we can understand what our employer wants through policies and procedures. Policies and procedures. 
because they take us through training and workshops. And what that don't mean that we own the company. Hello, somebody. Woo! Just because we are being trained and guided and taught under Christ don't mean we own heaven. I just hope I help somebody. That's why I'm not so caught up in people where when God connect me, I cannot disconnect. And I've carried that spirit to encourage myself. See, the only thing that at the end of the day, these old people used to say some stuff that's very profound. If I have to go all by myself, I'll go. I'm not caught up in the connection of people where I have to be validated by people in order to do what it is that I know. Because see, as being the sheep, I know my shepherd voice. And sometimes that offends people because I don't follow their voice. Because everybody who's speaking to you, their voice is not speaking truth. And that's what we're going to come right quick with the message today. Because you know me, I get excited in the Lord. Because like I was giving y'all part of my testimony. And you know sometimes y'all, God have to reel me back. The Holy Spirit bring it to my remembrance. You going to too far to the left. That's why I ask you all to bear with me because I know I do need cultivating and developing in that area. And I'm not afraid to say that because, you know, I tell people when you hide behind what's exposed, (laughs) oh my God. And I mean that truth for myself. I, I am an open, transparent person for everybody to know I like to talk and sometimes I can get off track. But I can promise you this. Take out whatever you hear and the Holy Spirit grants you to make applicable to your life. And I guarantee you will see some blessings. I guarantee you will see some supernatural changes. I guarantee you that. And I can stand on that word of God because of what he said to me. He said, I will bless those that bless you. And all blessings, like I tell people, is not money. Blessings can be supporting somebody. Blessings can be praying for somebody. Blessings can be pushing somebody. Blessings can be persevering for somebody. Blessings can be interceding for somebody. But whatever God told me that men do unto you, oh my God, I'm going to bless them. And he, I remember when God first gave me that revelatory scripture and took it to me in the Bible. He said, anybody that do something for you, I'm going to bless them. Oh, my God. See, people don't want to hear that. That don't mean I got the big head on the side myself. I'm just telling you what my shepherd told me as the sheep. He said, there is never a person that will give unto you that won't be blessed. He said, and there is never a person that you will do for who won't be blessed. See, this is a twofold thing. It's just not about me. Because one thing I notice, every time God lead me to be a blessing, especially to those in the household of truth and faith, that I know sometimes God will tell me to tie to certain particular people. And when I tell you supernatural blessings have fell upon my life, sometimes God will have me just to call and let that person minister to my ear. And every time it's a supernatural blessing has came upon my life, I'm just here to try to help somebody be blessed. If we can get past looking at picking and choosing who God sends on our pathway to help us, 
Oh my God. We may get the true terrific blessings from God. See, I didn't never try to figure out who God was teaching to be a blessing for me. And I know sometimes, especially the the older heads used to sit me down and talk to me and tell me things and I never forget one night they put me in a circle <laughs> and pray for me. I'm just telling I was, I was dressed ready to go to the club, drop my kids off to my cousin house. Evangelist Maria. And she would always keep my kids because she said she didn't want nobody else to keep them because she didn't want them left in a place to give place to the devil. And see, I knew they would be covered under the blood. And at this time, I just had the two kids. I was just so ready to go out and hook up with my friends. And she called me and said, well, come and let me see how you look. You know, because they like to critique me and look at what kind of fat. Ooh, but that's cute. You know how I'm dressed and all this. Turn around. So then the next thing I know, they start talking a little bit. And they kept going. And I was being respectful. You know, I was taught to be respectful. So I was standing there saying, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. So they said, well, uh, you need to come on in here. And the next thing you know, it left from a casual conversation till they start witnessing to me. And that's when my resistor came. I said, oh, Lord. I don't got caught up in it. That's why I just want to drop my children off and just keep going. You know, I'm just telling the truth. And the next thing I know, it went from witnessing to me and said, well, you know, God ain't pleased, but you know, Alfredo, you need to come out in them streets. You know, they went to witnessing to me so hard to the next thing I know, they had rallied around me like wagon train. And they were holding hands and they had me in a circle. You know, and then whenever the spirit of the Lord moved, you know, my heart of compassion, all I knew to do was just begin to cry. You know, I, I ain't never been so hard-hearted that when I knew the anointing and the spirit was surrounding me, it would prick my heart. Oh, my God. You know, sometimes when you know people just, just love you to pray for you, no matter what you're trying to run off and do. See, that was meaningful to me. That meant more to me than money. That was the greatest love that I knew people could give me when I knew they could pray for me. When I knew they could give me an encouraging word from God. No matter how I lived, I still embraced the honesty, the truth, And the prayers of those. And I think because God placed that place of compassion in me. That I've always been one to honor people in their prospective places. See, I I, I don't care what people say about me. Oh God, I thank you today. But I got to get on with this message. Because something else, you know, my head get the flow and I get in the zone. Because... I, 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 I have to I have a speaking engagement on the fifth Sunday of this month. And I've been still and I've been quiet and I've been somewhat reserved. 
I haven't detached myself completely, but I've been reserved because right now I cannot feed my spirit with other people's problems. How many of you know that sometime when God is getting ready to use you and usher you before more people, you can't allow one person's problems to keep your spirit filled with a bunch of stuff like you a dumping ground for the for the, for the garbage. Because some things that garbage that people carry, you know, it people already have the ingredients. I've given people ingredients to know what to mix together to bake the cake or bake the pie. But sometimes people just don't want to stir up their own mixture. You know, they be in the kitchen and they want somebody else to stir the bowl and, and get the ingredients while they stand there and hold a conversation. Well, I'm not in that season right now. So right now, you know, the Lord told me uh, last night, he gave me confirmation, you know, even the pastor asked me, well, what you going to bring forth the message in? I told him, I don't know. I'm just praying God will give it to me at the appointed time. So he gave it to me last night. And I tell you, when when I when I was just speaking, it just kind of hit me, you know, something about that message. But nevertheless, let me run on through this because I, I got to help somebody who having a terrific Tuesday with some truthful information. Exodus 20 and 16 and Deuteronomy 5 and 20 says this. Now, first thing I want to do, and I should have did said this from the beginning, but the first thing I want to do, I want to give you a few scriptures that are very profound on lies. Because see, the opposite of truth is lies. And then I want to tell you a few truths that's going to bless you, okay? Exodus 20, 16, Deuteronomy 5 and 20. The ninth commandment, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Exodus 23 and 1, you shall not bear false report. Do not join your hands with a wicked person to be a malicious witness. See, you ain't even supposed to join your hands with somebody who you know that's telling lies. And when I read this, I thought about somebody who apparently had to forge my signature on something some years ago connected with some money. And even though I don't know who did it, but the bottom line, the Bible said you don't even supposed to join your hands with people who going to be doing some malicious stuff as a witness because they can't witness. I signed it. I know that. But you know what? And even in that, and I know I could have took took it to another level, but you know what? God, that's what I love about God. He still let me engage, speak, and deal with those people and let them know the truth or the main person that I feel. Let them know the truth of how I felt, even in a letter. I had to just write a letter. Sometimes you just write a letter. Matthew 15, 19. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murderers, adulterers, fornication, thieves, false witnesses, and slanderers. Isn't that amazing how liars get grouped in there with murderers, adulterers, fornicators, and thieves? That's how important. See, this lying thing is serious to God. Revelation 21 and 8 going to tell you just how serious this is. It says, for the cowardly, mm, and I always thought lying people who practice lies was very cowardly. They don't want to tell the truth. But cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons, sorcerers 
and adulterers and all, it say all, all, all men, everybody, all liars have their part. Their part will be in the lake that burn with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, I just have to tell you, sometimes God allows us to go through things until he releases us in order to restore us. And I know that we have all lied. We have all been guilty of telling lies and fanning flies and and a whole lot of other stuff. But the key to lying is this, practicing lying. Do you practice it? Do you make a habit of telling lies? You know, and I, I just have to say this. And I, I know a young man and everybody in the whole town know him. <laughs> and it's a sad spirit that when every single person know you, when we, you can call his name and the first thing people will say, man, that, that joker tells so many lies. And man, he lied. I'm just telling every, I have never walked up to anybody and mentioned his name and they didn't first say, man, that lying joker. Man, that man, like, man, you don't know what to believe come out his mouth. It's a bad tag on you when everybody that mentioned your name associate you with telling lies. Now see, that's practicing lies. If every time somebody mention your name, all the only thing that, man, they always tell a lie. Man, they lie so much. That's a bad tag to have on your name because according to the Bible, you group with murderers and sorcerers and adulterers and you will have your part in the lake of fire. I'm just telling you the downfalls that come in our lives from telling lies, but I'm going to give you some upswings that the truth will bring. Amen? Okay. Now, the last scripture I want to read is say, because I want to tell you this, because people going to speak falsehood now. People will speak falsehood one to another. People will tell lies on you to other people. And I think we all mature enough to understand and know that. We learned that in elementary school. But John chapter 8, verse 44 through 45 says this. When you tell lies, when you practice telling lies, when you practice telling lies, it says you are of your father, the devil. The lust of your father, you will do. Mm. 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 And you wonder why. Okay. He was a murderer from the beginning. That's the beginning from the Garden of Eden. He was a murderer. And abode. And he stayed a murderer. He still do. He is here to kill, steal, and destroy people. That's all he here for. He ain't here to do no good for you. Yeah, he may dangle a carrot in your face. And I and I'm and it could be in the, in the shape of a diamond, but when you take it to the pawn shop, it may be cubic zirconia. I'm just saying, don't be fooled by the devil to think that it's anything profitable from telling lies. You know, I remember this story in the Bible, and I and I forget I can't remember if it was Moses, but him and his wife, they went somewhere, and because the Bible says she was so pretty, uh, when people saw her. He knew that they would try to kill him to be with her. So he lied and would tell people that that's his sister. But let me tell you 
how the anointing works. So that because he told that lie, the, the discernment of the king, see, God can give discernment to whoever he chooses. He recognized that that was his wife. And he told him, he said, why would you bring this type of curse over us in my camp, in my kingdom, in my region? Because I could have let somebody or I could have slept with your wife. Even though the motive for telling that lie was to save what he felt their lives. But the consequence of the lie, the king let him know was more damaging. He said, take your wife and go head on. Because you can't be bringing that trouble in our camp by you lying. And although he was a up, he was a up position man of God. I'm saying this ain't somebody that was just among the multitude or just wandering around the world. This was a powerful, significant person in the eyes of God and enough to be written in the Bible and recorded. Okay. But he still told a lie. So we all lie. The Bible said we say we don't lie. He said we are a liar and the truth is not in us. But even though John 8, 44 and 45 says this. Because there is no truth in him when he speaketh a lie. Now it's talking about the devil. He speaketh of his own. So when people tell lies, then they don't never believe that God led people to tell lies. When people tell lies, they speak them of their own. But the Bible goes on, and this is what helped me with telling lies. It said, for the devil is a liar, and he is the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. And Jesus go on to say, uh, so when you want to call on your father, since you tell lies, you need to call on your father, who is the devil. And the first time I read that thing, I said, ooh, I don't want to tell no more lies. Because I don't want the devil to be considered my father. Now, did I not lie after that? Of course not. I told another lie. But I don't tell I don't tell them and practice them. See, I'm just going to be honest. Because, see, the Bible, I already know. God know the truth. So, I, you know, I'm not here to impress people and try to uh, uh, fake it. I'm not so sold out. And see, because there's different types of lies. See, let me just say that. See, some people think that, oh, well, I didn't tell nobody no lie. Mm, well, all lies don't have to be spoken. Some lies can be written. You know how people file their income taxes. Oh, my God. Mm. Let me get up off of that. Let me get up off of that. You know, and they, they put some information on there. You know, all lies are not spoken, people. Some lies are written, okay? A liar is a person who tells or writes a lie. It's just that simple. They just speak falsehood. If it's not true, it's false. Amen? We ain't gonna tarry too long. First John. Four and six. Now that I've told you a few scriptures about lies, and you you can Google the rest of them, and just just Google scriptures in the Bible on liar or scripture in the Bible on lies. But I want to bless your spirit right now with a truthful, a terrific truthful Tuesday. Let me see my time frame. You know what I think I'm gonna do? Sometimes I say these podcasts, and sometimes I don't. But okay, I'm 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 running on to my time frame. 
and I may start over. But I'm going to go on. Okay, 1 John 4, 6. We are for God. We are from God. And whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. See, right there, there's a comparison of how you can recognize somebody from truth and recognize somebody from falsehood. Because a person who speaks to you about the truth, they're going to speak to you about God. That's why when people start to say stuff like, when well, you don't got to always talk about God, I don't want to always hear God. Okay, see, they, I already know that spirit right there, right there. They don't want to hear truth. And sometimes you have to interject God because if you interject your own feelings or your own words, then people want to start thinking you try to tell me everything. Because somebody was telling me about somebody was in the restaurant or whatever and, and they was with their spouse and some other people and they start talking about God and I immediately thought, okay, well maybe they needed a lot of a truth to come out. See, it's all in your perception. Sometimes if you in a group of lying people, and I don't know if that's the case now, I'm just saying, but I always try to look at things more than one perspective or the way one way, I'm not narrow-minded. Let me just say that. So whenever somebody's sharing something with me, I try to look at it at one, two, three, four, five different angles, okay? So the thing that first came to my spirit, I said, mm, well, she needed to tell all of them people something. And instead of her telling them, this is what the spirit led me, out of her own flesh and feelings, she used God because she know that whatever she say if it line up with God, if she wanted to tell all them, she I'm just giving a hypothetical example. She may know that these people tell lies and fan flies. And so God may have led her while she was in the midst of them to just remind them not to listen to a bunch of lies. So instead of her just telling them in a natural way, she might have used it in a spiritual condemnation. Now, some people think, because, you know, I've never heard that phrase to this individual said it to me, but they say, I think people who always talk about the Bible, they do it to validate their religion. Now, I don't know if they got that and them paraphrasing it from, from their leadership. And I thought, wow, wow. Who needs to constantly talk about God to validate a spiritual relationship? Because first of all, everything from Genesis to Revelation and the lost books in between, it talks about everything all over the world. So you can talk about the Bible and still engage in worldly conversations because there are natural things and spiritual things in the Bible. So, I, you know, my mind always kind of start gradually disconnecting from Spirits who constantly got an issue with people who want to just talk about God. And I'm not just saying that has to be our 99.9% conversation. But I'm trying to just say, is mine up there 99.9 and 100? Because I'm going to tell you why. I can talk about God and I can also talk about natural things just like Jesus did. See, that's what people get off track. When Jesus said a sower sowed a seed, okay, he was talking naturally. And the seed fell by the wayside. And some seed fell on stony ground. Now, he wasn't quoting no scripture. You can talk about things from the Bible that's not always quoting scriptures, but you can make a, a valid point. There can be so much validity to our healing and our mind and our what goes in our ear if we use a, more a, a, a dialogue from the word of God than from our feelings. I'm just saying. 
Because when people start speaking from their feeling, you start getting various interpretations in your spirit. But when people speak the truth from God's word, and they don't, like I said, they don't have to quote it to the max, but they can interject it in such a way that it's the, the bottom line with me is this, and I'm going to tell you why I do it. I do it so whatever is left to resonate in that person's spirit about something that I said, I want them to go search it for themselves in the word of God. Because, see, I know what the word has did for me. In it is life. And if you living on this earth and you need to get a life, then that's where your life going to really become profound from the word of God. So sometimes, like I say, you know, I take everybody at face value. I give people opportunity to see where the relationship develops and grow and see whether we, we, you know, we can go and flow. But if it don't turn out to be that way, you know, I don't have hard feelings with people about anything. It just shows me because like I said, some people just migrate to like spirits. And like spirits gravitate. And I like to gravitate to people who are honest and truthful. And that's what we're talking about on this terrific Tuesday. And I know my time is running up. Let me see. Okay. First Kings 17, 24. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and the word of God in your mouth is truth. Mm. See, you can know how people's relationship is with God by how they tell the truth. That's why I say don't nothing in the world impress me. Nothing. I don't care what people drive. I don't care what they live in. I don't care how many acclimates they have. The only thing that impressed Alfreda about people is you can be true to your own words. And even if your words is a lie, you can be true to them. If you tell me you're a thief, guess what? I can respect you for letting me know, okay, I'm a thief. So when I come to your house, you need to make sure you don't put See, I respect people in their truths of acknowledging what they say. If you tell me you don't cheat, I expect to look for that in your character. If you tell me you straight up and you honest and you always like to tell folk the truth, I expect to see that in your character. That's the only thing that will impress me is what come out your mouth. You can live and walk and breathe and eat it. And if you can't eat your own words, what you say, oh my God, I tell you right then, it just took a notch out of my belt. And, and I'm going to be the one to make sure to let people know, okay, okay, but these are your words. This is what you said. Because one thing I came to find out about this walk with God, when a person cannot honor their own words, and, 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 and this is recently something happened, and then people try to dot it up and fix it up and, and try to marinated and serenaded when you don't need all of that you just need a cut dry to the point was these not your words did you not say this and did you not honor what your own words say and if you can't honor your own words guess what i don't need to get engaged with you to a level you know them the kind of relationships i put on another level because I'm not going to engage with you to a level to, to feel I can be comfortable when I know you cannot honor your own words. What I say will never matter if what you say don't matter. Because why say it? Because if you do, then you operating in falsehood. Okay, now the last truth, John 8 and 32, which is very profound. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And some Bibles say the truth shall set you free. But I like to use the truth shall make you free. You know, because you're going to find different Bible translations. And they have slightly altered variations of this scripture. You know, when they quote it. 
But in retrospect, all reference to whether or not the truth make you free or set you free, because we 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 not gonna uh we gonna we not gonna debate over those two words because the reference is the same idea. That's the key. That in retrospect, the reference is the same idea, which is the truth. The truth is meant to represent. The truth to make you free. The truth to set you free. The truth to be free. You can just take them two words out if you want to. It still boils down to the truth. The truth, that's where the hand on the Bible in court stems from. When they tell you to put your hands on the Bible and tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Oh my God. It came from the scripture. The truth. Speaking the truth. The Bible said in love. The truth. If we claim to be without singing. Hello somebody. And lies. The Bible said we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. That's why I'm not so impressed with people. Because we all carry a measure of sin. I'm just saying. See, some people don't want to be honest and tell the truth. There is no person, when I listen to people sometimes, and I had a recent encounter when people always like to boast and brag and, and their sincerity of who they are. You know, I start listening to them more closely. Because one thing I know about this, we all sin. We all fall short. The key to ingredients is not the fact that we don't sin and fall short. That's why we constantly go to God and repent. But that we don't make it habitable. You know, we don't we don't practice doing this all the time and every day because we know we can do it to trick and manipulate people and get away with deceiving people. See, it's not designed for you to do it for hurt and harm. That's why the man in the Bible, God gave him grace. He did it as a method of protection. He didn't do it to hurt and harm anyone. But see, when people start telling lies and breaking peace and, and all that kind of stuff, then, you know, they trying to harm. And that's the type of practice of lies. Oh, my God. That's why you have to be careful who come to you, sometimes even speaking the truth, just like Ephesians 4 and 15 say, are they speaking it in love? Why are they telling you this? See, that's my motive a lot of times when people come tell me something. The first thing I want to say, okay, if it's true, why are they telling me this? Are they telling me this because they love me? Hmm. Or are they telling me this to just be messy? What truth are you walking in on this terrific, truthful Tuesday? Are you speaking falsehood or are you speaking truth? And if you're speaking truth, are you speaking truth in love? Are you speaking truth to deceive and be dishonest? I thank you for tuning in to another episode of my podcast. I think I'm on, I feel led to make another one today because I just have an overflow. But you know, I'm going to put a pen right here. I just hope on this terrific, truthful Tuesday that it's something that resonated in the message and what God instructed me to say that can help someone become more honest in their lives and what you're doing. It's important to worship God in spirit and in truth. It is very important as children of God for us to love in words or speech, but not with actions of falsehood. You know, John 3 and 18 says that it said, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. 
See, that's how you know who represents you in love. Because you, when you get to hearing people telling lies all the time, you turn around about you and, and saying things and breaking peace, then you know you put a question mark right there. I'm not saying they don't love you, but put a question mark right there. Because <laughs> you better start asking some questions. And I'm not talking about to people. I'm talking about to God. For him to reveal to you just how sincere people love really is. Because people, I'm going to tell you something. We don't have time in these latter days. I'm, I'm, this is real serious. To break peace with our adversary. The Bible said make peace with your adversary quickly. That's people. Don't be falling out with people. Don't fall out with people, especially about the truth. It doesn't matter who said and where it come from. If you said it, okay, eat that. You know, sometimes we just have to eat some stuff. And I'm going to say this and I'm going to go, you know, back this summer, I spent $40. I had to order some, uh, some, uh, some certificates. What I wanted to order some certificates for, for a wedding that I was going to perform. And I wanted to do the, uh, the hand tying, you know, symbolically. So I ordered these certificates from the ministry company and, uh, and then when when they arrived, I realized something else. Anyway, I called FedEx and I told the people, I said, listen, one thing I did not like, they told me I paid extra to get those certificates overnighted. Now, they got another little scale. Overnight to them does not count from the day you place the order or the next day, but the night after that. I said, well, ma'am, that's not overnight. That's next day delivery. You know, people amuse me with how sometimes they can use the slippery trickery of the tongue. Okay, you might have sent it out at night, but it wasn't last night. It was the other night. And sometimes, you know, they don't they don't like they don't like when they're challenged with what comes out to be the truth. So she said, Well, ma'am, well, we apologize if you thought that. No, ma'am, I didn't think that. I know what I read. It said overnight. That means from the first night, it's over to the next night. Okay? So, the package should have arrived. Now, just for those two, three certificates, you know, I had to pay for them. Then I had to pay that extra for overnight shipping. So, altogether, it was close to $50. And I didn't receive it overnight. So, I called and made my complaint. And, um, the lady said, well, I tell you, when they do arrive... And we have them. We're tracking them. They should come today. So when they do arrive, uh, just refuse to receive them. And we'll send them back to the sender. And I said, okay, and what about my money? She said, oh, and then you just call this number and they'll refund you, which they haven't done yet. And, And I said that to say this. Okay. I can make a big stink out of it. I can. Because that was last summer. Well, last fall. Or I can let it go. You know, sometimes, even when we know people have lied to us and tricked us and deceived us, and they're not truthful to us, sometimes I just say, eat that. Eat that as a learning lesson. You know, that's that bitter, bitter food on your plate, you know, when they bring stuff out for you to eat, and and it's like... Uh, when you was little and your mother tell you to eat these vegetables and you don't want them, you just hurry up and eat them. 
digest it and leave it alone and get it over so you can go on to a better a better thing on the menu on your plate to eat or hurry up and get to your dessert to cover that bad taste. Sometimes we just have to move on and move forward and let other things just cover that bad taste of what we had to eat. Don't harbor what someone has done in falsehood because just like I read the scripture in Revelations, it said everybody got their place. Everybody's got their place in the lake of fire. So we don't have to sit around and twiddle our thumbs and exert energy from our brain worrying about who lied on us, who lied on us, who lied on us, and why they lied. You know the truth. God knows the truth. And trust me, the person who lied know the truth. Surrender today, this Tuesday, to walk in your truth on this terrific Tuesday. You just walk in your truth because at the end of the day, that's the only person that you can give an account for yourself. Amen. You have a beautiful, blessed day in the Lord and may the blessing from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your life. Meet all of your needs, all of your wants, your good wants, and all the things that your heart desires as you delight yourself in the Lord. And I just pray God continue to move supernatural blessings as God continue to bless each and every one of my supporters and that all will go well with thee, will go well with thee, and that is something that I said will resonate in your life and make a tremendous, terrific Tuesday change in truth. Amen. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. And until the next podcast, have a beautiful, blessed, terrific, truthful Tuesday. And peace out.